Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, who throws everything out all the time now, Murgatroyd, how are you? Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited that your wife now is not a hoarder? I'm like the opposite of a hoarder. Before you get into today's topic, I want to know... (laughs) Way to tease the crowd. I want to ask you how you're doing. How are you holding up? I'm fine. I mean, so as of the recording of this, we are nine days away from leaving California. We are basically... A, a little more than two weeks mm-hmm. away from leaving the country. Mm-hmm. And um, we have family visiting. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm running around uh, LA and enjoying my brother and my nephew and probably doing more in this week in Hermosa in LA than we've done in two years, but that's great. And I'm packing and throwing out things and all of it. And it's really interesting. I'm, t- I'm, I'm actually fine because I'm doing a little bit every day mm. and I'm getting through it. Are you finding that you're getting what you need now and not what you want? In other words, if you were to ask me a month ago, hey, the week we're moving out of California, should my brother come to visit yeah. so that we can be gone and not pack yeah. and go kayaking? <laughs> Could we do that? Would that be awesome? Would that be, uh, to, I mean, to use, so to use his words, because he's from New England, would that be wicked awesome? Yeah. Okay. Would that, would that, so, so here's the thing. No, I wouldn't have said that because that's not what I would have wanted. But is it what, I needed? And the answer to that question is yes. And I'll tell you why. Because I've had, I've never ever, how long are we married now? 
15 years. 15 years. I've never, ever had alone time with your brother, ever. Like for multiple days. Yeah. Me, I, actually, in 15 years, I haven't either because even when he visited in Atlanta, my parents were there. And people, so it's nice to be able to connect and engage by ourselves, you know, and, it, and it's actually been wonderful. So. And people are different you know, with different people. Yeah. So when we go visit him, he's with family. And when he's with family, you know, you got that, you got that thing, how you behave. I do it. You, everybody does it. You know, like when you're, when you're under the thumb of your parents, you act a certain way. And when you're around other relatives, you act, you know, this is, you get it. But there's also a lot of voices, and there's you just know, a lot so of we voices. don't have one-on-one time. So it, it's better, but yeah, it's been really great to have them here. I think Sophia, I think it's an amazing send-off for Sophia. Like we went to this little place last night. It's called The Point if you're ever in uh, the South Bay of Los Angeles and you want to check it out. It's like shops, restaurants, but there's a big open area in the middle and you can sit and have dinner at any of these little tables that surround the little yard, let's call it. And all the kids just go in the yard and play with each other. And it's amazing. And so they last night they played football, they played soccer, they climbed all over this you know, fake lifeguard stand and they met other kids and they they had the best time. They came back exhausted, sweaty, and like that was dinner. So we actually got to have, sit and have a drink, an adult conversation <laughs> without interruption. It was kind of awesome. So I think Sophia needed it. I think I needed it. You needed it. So yes, although the universe, I wouldn't have planned to have family visit for a week right before we were moving out. Uh, I think the universe definitely did its job in conspiring in our favor. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a little section and the section is going to be called post of the week. Now the post of the week is really just any posts that have some kind of engagement that I think people are interested in. So I'm going to read one to you real quick and we'll chat about it. As of this writing, I'm 10 days away from leaving the California dream I spent most of my life wishing for. I'm sad, angry, emotional, and really excited. Navigating the rough waters of the seasons of my life has me clinging to the old while excited about the new. The schizophrenia isn't much different than watching my six-year-old little girl change moods as fast as I swipe through TikToks. When I look towards the next season of my life, moving to Florence, that morose dissipates, and I feel a quickening in my solar plexus that tells me that this will be a phenomenal adventure filled with firsts. My brain wants to hold on to the familiar and keep me safe while my soul is yearning for pasta. I'm tackling the new challenges so the old can die, and I'm allowing myself to feel feelings, molt and shed some skin so I can emerge with new wings. So clearly I was feeling myself in this post and <laughs> finding every big word that I could to illustrate the point because I wanted it to be you know, impactful in whichever way I could. And I'm trying to use, use words that you know, feel that are descriptive during this process. And the reason why I'm taking the time to discuss this is because judging, judging by the comments on the post, I'm able to see that it, it struck a chord in people. And there's lots of different chords that can be discussed. Like I, I spoke to one of my coaches about this and I said, you know, I'm really just 
Uh, I said, I'm just really sad. You know, like you got to fix me. Like I can't, like I, what, like what's wrong with me? I'm going, I'm going to the, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, having about to have an amazing life. Why am I so sad? He said, is it okay for you to be sad that you love where you're living and that you are going to be sad that it's gone, but you're going to be really happy about where you're moving. Could you be both things at the same time? And I was like, oh, that's a great question. And so I, he said, just feel what you're feeling. So, you know, um, I walked to the gym and back here every day. So on the way back, I just put music on that. I, I'm, I'm loving uh, Stevie Nicks' Landslide. That's where that line came from in that second paragraph there, the seasons of my life. You know, she, she sings about, can I handle the seasons of my life? And there's a, there's a part that I didn't put in there because I didn't want to go down too much of a tangent. But the song has nothing to do with leaving California and moving to Italy. It's a song that is, I'm not even entirely sure what the song's about, but there are lines in the song that resonate with me. And one line is, she says, the children are getting older and I'm getting older too. And that line really, really hits me because, you know, we come to this, these, these places in life. I look at it this way. I, I visually see me walking to a crossroad, us as a family. Like I see me, you, and Sophia, we're walking. Yeah. And I see a sign and it, it says yield. If we go left and we stay in Southern California, that's one life. If we go right and move to Italy, that's a completely different life. So we are truly at a crossroad now where going left and right changes her and ours entire trajectory of who she is as a human being. For Sophia, yeah. It just completely, like she will have, she'll be, you know, talking with her hands, you know, do that, doing that Italian hand thing. I'm taking my fingertips and putting them together. You know, you've seen it. Um, she will be speaking another language. She'll be eating. She'll have standards for different foods. She'll become a global citizen. She'll, you know, all of the things that yeah. one would think about moving to Italy. And so when I hear that, that, uh, that song, children are getting older. I visualize that scene that I just said, but then the second part of it is, and I'm getting older too. Right. And so our life will change too. So while you're listening to this, you're hearing a lot of, you know, California and Italy, try not to look at that and try and look at this through your own lens and know that <clears throat> you will be making that when you, that, that sometimes you have to force yourself into a crossroad because if you don't like that crossroad didn't appear we put that crossroad there yeah and we said what if what if we made a right and we went to italy look behind you these two pictures me in italy you in california <laughs> yeah is that is that like the crazy just seeing them side by side so we have these two pictures me sitting on our rooftop in italy that we had when we were there for four months and overlooking the Tuscan Hills, Santa Croce, and then a picture of Rob on his bike with Sophia in the back, riding down the strand in Manhattan Beach. And they're literally side by side on our wall. And that is our life and our struggle, right? And what I want you to know, and I know that you know this intellectually, mm. 
But I want you to truly, truly know this. You can come back here. And I know that it's not the same. And I know it won't be walking to the gym and I won't know it won't be daily life, but you can come back here and experience it in the summer if you want. You can come back one week, one month, two months, if you want to, if you choose to. Mm. I think when we get to Italy, you're going to want to do other things and maybe sample this a little bit, but know that like when we leave the state, they're not closing the gates and not allowing you back. That doesn't help me at all. And okay, he, and you're welcome. I'm in, and so and here's, here's my bill for your therapy. And he, here's why it helps. It doesn't help me at all. It doesn't help me at all because the reason I came to California was to have a was to have a lifestyle of waking up and going to the beach and having seventy degrees and blue skies, etc. So I'm not looking to take a vacation in California. I'm looking to immerse myself in the day-to-day chill vibe of great weather and have that be my life, right. not but my that, that vacation can, to come back for a week or two. But that can still happen. Like, look, time flies. And I remember when you were in your 30s wanting to come to California and oh my God, it's going to be everything and all of, all of that, right? And... You're, you came in your 50s. Mm. You weren't miserable the rest of your life. Mm-mm. You know, you have a, you've had a great life. And you came and you did it. Sophia is going into the second grade. We, it sounds like a long time, but I remember when Demi was going into the second grade. That's, our first, could, that's our first daughter who's now 24. Yeah, and you, you couldn't leave Georgia until she was out of school, right? And it was like, oh my God, it's going to take forever. But we're here now. Like, we're like dogs. We're in the present. You know, you stay in the present. So when we're in Italy, we'll be in Italy. But when Sophia, let's say we decide to stay through her educational career, then we can always do six months and six months. And you can have that living thing in California when school is no longer like an obstacle um, and in, in our way, you we'll, know, we'll, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not making any, I'm not making any plans or any intention. No, I, I, know. I, pre- I'm, I appreciate I'm the- just opening. I, I just want you to know that this is not like you're losing it forever. You yeah. know, if cauliflower can become pizza, you can become anything. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, t- I totally get that. So, so part of the, ch- part of the challenge is navigating, um, navigating the waters of the emotions of making a significant change. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes sometimes you want to make a change, but that change is not quite as bad as you think it is. I read a post the other day, uh, not a post, a quote. The quote was, throw your heart over the fence and the rest will follow. Throw your heart over the fence and the rest will follow. And I thought that that's such a beautiful quote because we are on our way to throwing our heart over the fence. And my my belief is that the rest will follow. Okay, so- um, So that wasn't our topic today, by the way. That was not our topic today. <laughs> but uh, look, I want, to be, I want to be real with you guys. You know, you, you see- you know, are you are you fucking tired of looking at the filtered Instagram of everybody's life who's perfect? Yes, we're going to Italy. Yes, I'm pissed about it. I'm excited that I'm going and I'm really fucking sad that I'm leaving what I spent my whole life trying to get to. Doesn't mean I don't want to leave. It means that it's hard for me. And I want to be real about it and say, yes, I am excited. Yes, it's going to be amazing. And yes, it's going to be 
even better than I thought it was going to be. I know all of that to be true. And I also know I'm really fucking sad. And you get to feel all of those feelings. And I appreciate the um, transparency and sharing. All right. Now, the topic that we're going to go over today is an interesting one. And I was uh, walking down the beach and something hit me. And I wrote down, walk away from the canvas until you can't help picking up the brush again. You have to let go to re-engage or not. And what I mean by that is let's say that you have something that you are working on, perhaps a hobby that you are enjoying. I like to DJ. Some people like to paint. Some people like to you know, do sculpture, whatever. But you're not making progress and you're banging your head against the wall or the creative juices are not flowing. My experience tells me that if you put the brush down and see what emerges, you'd be surprised. Now, I want to extrapolate that out um, and do a shameless plug for the work hard, play hard experiences. And here's why. When I force these entrepreneurs to disengage from work, that they are beating their heads against the ground. After two, three, four, five, seven days with other entrepreneurs and sleeping, uh, sleeping in, staying up late, being exposed to new uh, surroundings, new foods, new conversations, when they put the brush down of work, they come back to work on fire. They come back to work re-engaged with what they were engaging with. So the goal, the goal of this process is to be able to put it down so that you can re-engage. So you know what? I was when we were talking about this topic earlier, I was trying to think of what that would be for me. And I figured uh, out what that is. Do you know what it is? Do you have any guess? No. All right. For me, it's photography. Mm. Because if I back up maybe five years ago, maybe more, I loved taking photos. I would walk around Italy taking photos of random people and things. And I just loved photography. I and And I think I have a good eye for it. But when I had a kid, you would think you have a kid and all of a sudden you become like a photographer of your kid, which is pretty much what I be, did, but not in the same way. I, ha, I kind of put that down and let it go. So I can now feel that pull again, that it's coming back. And for me, I had to put it down and let it go because I, I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling the inspiration I wasn't feeling the the direct like hit, like I need to pick up the camera. And going to Italy, I'm thinking that it's probably going to come back around. And I think two things, uh, photography and writing. Those are the two things that I think are going to be triggered in Italy because the environment that you're in, right, it 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 exposes what's inside or brings out what's inside. And, you know, I joke about your Dante writing and, you know, Dante is a famous writer, poet, divine comedy, all of that. But Rob is like, you know, channeling Francis Mays who wrote Under the Tuscan Sun when he's in Italy. 
And we don't know where it comes from, you know? And I think the environment that you're in really directs that. And here, I just feel like I got to do the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I don't feel creative here. For, For whatever reason, I don't feel creative here. And, but when I'm in Italy, I feel creative. Mm. And for me, I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Surrounding, surroundings are really, really important. You know, this, this first line of this walk away from the canvas until you can't help picking right. up the brush and not force it. There's, there's something about like when I wrote that post yesterday, I came home and it just hit me. I had to pee so bad. <laughs> But I had to sit down and write it. I it was pouring out of me. Yeah. That took me five minutes yeah. to get out. Even with all the fancy, fancy, fancy Nancy yeah. words, it took me five minutes to get out of me because I couldn't help getting it out. And to your point, when I'm in Italy, I can't help but sit there and look at a look at a rooftop and say you know, the orange sunbeams are hitting the apricot colored roof because that's what my, like my brain is seeing it. Like I almost want, like I just have pictures of like jams and jellies and like it it is rich in description in my mind that I don't have elsewhere. And you know, I wonder how many things that I'm doing in my life right now that are are truly uninspiring to me that I don't want to do. So I think- That I, are maybe just habits that you're doing because you've been doing yeah. them versus being truly inspired. Now, the other thing, I'll tell you this, there's one more. So now it's popping up in my head. Working out for me, I like I've worked out all my life, mm-hmm. Right. I, I was a gymnast. I was a fitness competitor. I, I've worked out all my life. Mm. I hate, I can use that word now, going into a gym. I actually hate it. I don't want to be in a gym. I don't want to be on a treadmill. I, I don't enjoy that. I don't know if it's because I've done it too long, if I'm over it, what it is. But what I'm being called back to is yoga. In Atlanta, I did yoga. I was obsessed. I went six days a week. I came to California. I tried to find yoga. Everyone said, you'll find yoga in California. And I could not find for the life of me a yoga studio that spoke to me. And then pandemic, all the things, right? But now I'm like, I can't wait to go back and go into that because yoga for me is moving meditation. It's inspiration. It's mind-body connection. It's all of the things that I've been missing for the last two years. And I did yoga when I was in Florence. And I am excited to go back into that because it's pulling me back. I and like that's I can't even control it. Right. That's the piece. See, it's that, that, literally pulling me back. That last sentence, walk away from the canvas. You walked away from yoga until yeah. you can't help picking back up the brush. Yeah. Which is exactly what you're doing, right? So you had it, you walked away from it. And now it's calling to you and you can't help it. I can't you, help you're, it. You're, you're, my guess is you're probably searching in Italy. I already for found a studio mm-hmm. and if they would let, I, I tried to book classes for the first week we're there, but it was too far out on their calendar. So I couldn't book it, but I'm now ready imagine, to go. Imagine if you live your life saying, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because like, I, I, I think, look, this is one of these things where it just, it works both ways. You... 
could step away from it and then never ever do it again. Like, and that could be a job, or you or can step like away that. from it and you are compelled because you can't leave it. Another example for me is I DJed for years. And when we moved to California, I was like, okay, well, that's it. You know, that was a time in my life. We had a physical setup up there. We had a, a little studio um, set up. It was in a closet, but it was a studio. It was a big closet. Um, we had parties in that closet. It was a soundproof closet. <laughs> that closet was fucking big. We, how, many, how many people could fit in that closet? A lot. And, and a lot of people in a lot of clothes. And it was in, it was an insanely massive closet for the rest of the house. Like it just didn't, it, it was weirdly designed. It was bigger than the biggest bedroom. It was bizarre. It was bizarre, but it was perfect because you were DJing in the closet. And I still think the funniest joke ever was when Rob does his first gig, we're going to call it coming out of the closet. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was something. So I re-engaged. There wasn't, I'm sorry, I left it. There wasn't a moment that I put that down where I did not slowly want to come back to the point where I was like a you know a sixteen year old kid saying can you can you buy me a DJ set for Christmas <laughs> and anyway you and get, it's coming to Italy and it's it's we're actually taking it to Italy so so you get the idea so thanks guys for uh, listening to our ramble for listening we are tired <laughs> we are exhausted we're we are emo- excited we're emotionally drained we're excited we are navigating waters that we have never navigated before. And we're taking you along for the ride. And we're going to take you along for the ride. So um, hang, hang with us, trust us, trust that we will, we will take you through this ride with us as best as we can. Um, you have something you want to say before we go? I, I do have something I want to say. If you want to follow us along this journey in Italy and you want to kind of stay up to date, we are filming a YouTube series that we are going to drop all together, all the episodes, so you can binge right through them and uh, text the word Italy to 310-388-9724. And we'll send you the link for that uh, series in YouTube. Nothing's posted yet. It's a brand new YouTube channel. So there's literally no content on it, but we, once we get settled, we'll, uh, we'll begin dropping that. And uh, I'm excited about it because it's going to, it's going to show our journey from, uh, this is just an idea through the uh, end uh, of us landing and acclimating and getting started in Italy. And the other thing I want to say is for those longtime listeners that have listened to our podcast, when we were in Italy last time, I'd love your feedback and you can message us on Instagram. I'd love your feedback on whether or not you think we should record in a in our favorite cafe with cappuccino in the morning, the podcast, the way we did when we were there. Do you prefer it like this with no background noise? Or do you prefer the the city background noise and interruptions from the staff at the cafe? I'd love to know it. because, Or, or perhaps a mix. Or perhaps a mix. Because for us, it was really fun recording like that. And um, I think it could be really fun to kind of mix it up there too. So I'd love your feedback on that. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We are off to fucking kayaking. Let's go kayaking. We actually have to leave in eight minutes. Bye. (laughs) 
All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.